Hi, welcome back to The Egg. I'm Jack. I'm Megan. I'm Michaela. And I'm Kyle. We gave him a mic this week, and he's pretty ecstatic about it. He keeps turning it on and off just for him to say something. Yes, I am, Jack. <laughs> Today is February 26th, and these are your headlines. No taxation without representation. Speaking of taxes, taxes are due April 17th, 2018, so don't forget to get those in. Norway is the winner of the 2018 Winter Olympics with 39 medals. The United States got fourth place with 23 medals, 9 gold, 8 silver, and 6 bronze. In lieu of my segment last week for talking about grape... Grape. (laughs) Grace Hopper. The infamous Grape Hopper. The infamous Grape Hopper. Uh, Grace Hopper, this week I am talking about another historical female figure, except... Uh, This one's a little more grotesque. She is a Hungarian countess from the 1560s, and she was born into a family of nobility. Her name is Elizabeth Bathory. Now, before I begin, I just want to let you guys know a lot of these names are Hungarian. Um, And while I did look them up and their pronunciations, um, I do not speak Hungarian, so I probably will butcher them. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Now let's That's begin. Fine. <laughs> so like I said, she was born into a family of nobility. And um, at the age of 15, she married a man named Frenick Nadesi, who um, who she had several children with. And as a wedding gift, he gave her a castle out in the countryside. As you do. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. As you do as a wedding gift out in the countryside of Hungary. Um now, around 1602, he died and left her in the care of his good friend, Grigori. That's one of the names. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the... Grigori... Let's just call him Greg. <laughs> Greg, of Greg Thurzo. Um, so he was in... Um, he was taking care of Elizabeth and her children. Um, so around that time, accusations and rumors of Elizabeth doing not... So good things started flying around the village uh, where the castle was. and mm, Kingdom gossip. Yeah, kingdom gossip. And this Lutheran priest caught wind of these rumors and he took... What, what type of rumors were they? Okay, well, these they're very... Uh, There's a buildup here, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. Don't interrupt so, Yeah, okay. <laughs> so he took these rumors that I will get to, um, to the court in Vienna and the officials put Thurzo basically in charge of this investigation to find out, you know, are these rumors actually true? I mean, she's a countess in Hungary, so maybe we don't want to mess with her. But he got over 300 testimonies against her. And that was basically enough for him to be like, okay, well, I got to go. I got to go see her. I got to go. I got to go actually talk I gotta to her. Go. I got to go. I got to I got to do this. And so he basically went to her castle and caught her in the act of doing her thing <laughs> and basically she, she was so rested just just tell me what did mrs bathory like to do what was her hobbies so that got her into so much trouble her hobbies <laughs> included at, at the court at the trial basically all of these people came forward and testified against her and these testimonies were basically about the kidnapping and abuse of young women not just like abuse but she would severely beat them she would brandish them she would burn them she would freeze them to death i mean she would kill these young girls um basically all these rumors started originally flying around because dead body dead bodies were being found like throughout the village um dismembered bodies severely 
mutilated bodies and people had no idea where these were like coming from you know this is just like a small village on the countryside you know like what's going on um so young girls around the village started to go missing and people started you know adding it up like these some servants were you know obviously talking when she was arrested four of her servants were arrested with her who were like accompanying her in um in what she was doing so basically um at court a bunch of people testified against her like servants like all of her servants testified against her and a bunch of people from the village did as well and during the trial the number of victims got up to around 650 but that number couldn't have like it wasn't proven and so the official number that she was charged with was 80 murders um yeah <laughs> just, it's just no it was feet. no it just, was just, just 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 80, 80. Just only 80, 80 people whatever. slaughtered and left but, in the village <laughs> but but because of her status bathed in <laughs> okay well we haven't gotten to that yet the big yeah the big reveal um but her status kept her from being put to death basically because she was a countess and she had such a high status um so instead she was imprisoned in her castle but not just imprisoned like behind bars she was literally bricked in to one of her rooms for five years there with just a little slit for air and food um but she ended up dying there now after her death is when rumors started to fly around. Um, this again? was in a, yeah, again, yeah, I know. She, she, yeah, she, she just, she, her name, she's just all about the drama. Um, yeah. So basically, after she died, this wasn't originally brought up in the court, but um, it's kind of just attached to her name. Uh, so this wasn't actually proven, but apparently, you know, all this abuse of these young girls, all this murdering. Um, well, it gets worse because apparently she would kill these young girls and drain them of blood and then bathe in the blood to stay young, kind of like as a, a, a oh. fountain of youth kind of thing. So, I mean, you know, you know, that's just that's just how it goes. <laughs> just countess things. Just countess wow. things. It sounds like something out of American Horror Story. I Actually, one character, I did read about this. It was in, I think, Coven was the season. Of American Horror Story, which is like season three or four or whatever. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, okay. So there's a character I forgot her name, but um, it's something Bates, Kathy Bates. Yeah, is that her name? Okay, yeah. well that's the actress. Uh, she plays this character who's actually based off of Elizabeth Bathory because she would. What I just thought of something. Okay, well her character was based off of uh, Elizabeth because she would she would kill her servants. I think it was what it was. I stopped halfway through the season. Oh, so you know what? I remember this. Yeah, I and she would she season. would apply their blood to her skin because she thought it helped her like stay young. Oh, so that actually, was that no, was not cool, no, Kathy no, Bates. That's not Kathy Bates, but I do. It was Kathy. Ka- it was Kathy yeah, Bates. It's Kathy Bates. Wait. It was Kathy Bates. Yeah, no, I'm one hundred. Okay, Kyle's doing Kathy a fact Bates. check right now. I'm hundred percent sure it was Kathy Bates. Okay, well, go ahead. But I know it's Kathy Bates, so. Okay, anyway. Anyway, yeah. So it was basically based off of her. Like I said, it wasn't actually brought up in trial, but... Um, did it you keep know, her young? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> did, it, did it work? <laughs> did it work? That's exactly what I mean. I mean, there, like today there's like anti-aging creams with scientific evidence or so-called whatever that, you know, say they help you stay young, like retinol. Isn't that something that's like an anti-aging creams to help? I don't... Yeah, I'm not... Whatever, but it's something yet. like that, you know? But I mean... She was probably one of the only people who actually indulged in that kind of thing. It's probably the iron. Just like rubbing a brick of iron on you. So I don't know if I mentioned I don't know if I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but like I said, she holds the Guinness World Record for uh the most prolific female murderer. So That's quite the record to have. Yeah. Was it Kathy Bates? You're off your phone. Um, so. 
Kathy Bates is in that season. Let but me. Let, what's the picture real I'm, quick? I can I'm tell you. Positive, it's, it's Kathy Bates. I'm pretty sure it's Jessica Lange. No, no, it's, it's not. not. Ju- it's not. She's, she's the, the co- leader. She's the, the coven. coven leader. I thought. Well, yeah, she was a coven leader. It's and Kathy I, Bates. I yeah, thought it's Kathy Bates. I thought it was a coven Delphine, leader who was Delphine. trying to. Yeah. Make herself younger. Anyway, to all of you listening, you could probably look it up, or if you've seen the season Coven, let us know. Um, am I right? I know I'm right, but um, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Oh, by the way, thanks, Kyle, for getting us uh, Dunkin' Donuts for this You're welcome. episode. It yeah, was, we're not sponsored by them, by the way. No, we're not. We um, we hope to be, but uh, who knows? We're working. Well, yeah, anyway, <laughs> actually, Megan's the one working for them. I do work for Dunkin' Donuts. This, this is a true statement. Okay, so <laughs> do you get almond milk in yours? I am just going caramel swirl with cream. Oh, I get oh. almond milk. I Less love ice. almond milk and soy Less milk. Ice. But they don't ha- they don't have soy milk at Dunkin' Donuts, do they? No, we just have almond milk. But like, if you go to like pretty much any other coffee place, I don't know what Starbucks has. But I'm like just starting to get addicted to Dunkin', so I haven't had too much. Yeah. But yeah. Well, do you guys like know anyone who's like vegan or vegetarian? Like, are you guys friends with anyone who? Well, I, yes. there's a girl in my actually two girls I think on my cheer squad who are vegan. Okay. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know anyone vegan, but I know someone who's vegetarian. I don't yeah. know two people. A couple people. I mean, I yeah. don't eat red meat, but I feel like everyone like hangs out with someone who's vegetarian, and like it's more common. Yeah. Um. But you know, I have like a couple friends, and like my sister's a vegetarian, and like one of the things that like always comes up, or like one of the like obstacles, I guess. Like I completely like understand like those dietary decisions, but like one of the, like the problems that comes up sometimes is like you ever just like hanging out and you want to go get something to eat. Is always kind of like a hurdle you got to get over is like figuring out where you're going to eat. And then usually that person ends up just getting fries or something. Yeah. Because like, like that's the salad. only thing yeah, anyone like you get. Yeah, like a salad with nothing on it. Um, but so basically recently what's happened is McDonald's just like kind of has realized this issue. And in the country of Finland and Sweden where there's, you know, even a higher population of people who are vegetarian and vegan, um, they decided to implement a McVegan burger. So this happened like I think late January – um and basically in finland they hit like all their marks they reached like the estimated sales they were gonna have but in sweden they like way like all, they Above sold a lot beyond. of mcvegan burgers there the population there is one in 10 people in sweden are either vegan or vegetarian and for people who are under 30 it's like one in five so there's a big demographic of people there um and they've had vegetarian options there but they've never blown up like this before and it's why, why why is that um okay so the thing with like the vegetarian option is that it wasn't good <laughs> that's like really basically what it was it was it wasn't good it was just kind of like there and there's a besides people being vegan and vegetarian there's also a lot of people in those countries and even like in the united states that are like what are we refer to as flexitarians so they're people who don't necessarily are like i'm never gonna eat meat i'm never gonna eat dairy but they're people who would make that decision over like a meat product so just like if it's there they'd rather have that right but like if it's bad like if it tastes bad then they're not going to get it so like that's why the vegetarian option and also people who are vegan can't eat the vegetarian option because it had like egg in it or something okay like in the sauce but um but yeah so they have this vegan burger and um basically everyone's been saying like it's pretty good like it's not like outstanding you know it's mcdonald's you know nothing there's like the best thing (laughs) i've ever eaten but like they were like it's pretty good like for something like this it's like pretty good so like over the past few weeks there's been some like outlets in the united states mostly like vegan vegetarian organizations sort of noticing this and they're like hey why haven't we brought this to the united states yet and like i understand that we have a much less people here that are like 
identify as vegan or vegetarian. I think it's like 3% of both combined. Like, But yeah. we do have, um, this is according to Vegetarian Times, they say that like, <laughs> yeah, I know, but they say like 10% of U.S. adults are interested in, you know, that sort of lifestyle. And I think these people right. would identify as like flexitarians where like for the health options. And like I see this in my job too. Like I said, I work at Dunkin' Donuts. And, like, if people see – it's a lot of times it's younger people, but, like, if they see the option of almond milk, they'll pick that over, like, whole milk. Even if, you know, if almond milk wasn't available, right, they'd probably right. just get the whole milk. But, like, because it's there, they pick it. The McDonald's hasn't said anything about bringing, like, a McVegan burger or McVegan option um, to the United States yet, and I don't know if they will anytime soon. But – um People are saying, like, essentially veganism is something that is growing. It's it's grown 500% since 2014, and that's mostly just because, like, celebrities and athletes who have chosen to go plant-based and stuff like that. It's more of, like, a health thing as opposed to an animal thing. Right. That's what most people say. So I think that, like, kind of the idea is, like, trying to kind of integrate integrating veganism into, like, the mainstream. So we're two weeks on after the Parkland school shooting, which left 17 dead. And last week, the transcript of the FBI tip made by a Massachusetts woman was released. Did you guys hear anything about this? Read it. I heard that, like, there was definitely points where people had warned, like, yeah, there, there were several, stuff like there yeah, were several yeah, calls yeah. over the last decade. Yeah. The, the decade? A, yeah, the, I the didn't decade. realize it was a decade. Well, I, yeah, it, I didn't realize it was a decade. I thought it was like a... It's not just it's it's not just about his behavior on shooting. It was um, a neighbor called about a BB gun being shot at a chicken that he. That it, oh my god! He, okay, there I didn't no, know there was that. no charges pressed against that. There was a call. Um, he held a gun to his mother's head. I, I can't remember if that was a call or if that was what one of after his mom died, he moved in with a family friend, and I can't remember if she had told that story. Like and had told the police mm-hmm. that story, or was actually it was a nine one one call. Um, but there's a lot of red flags, and <laughs> the authorities have come under criticism because they have missed so many. And it's not just it's not just the FBI; it's sheriff departments and it's police departments. It's even social services. Social services was called out for Nicholas <laughs> Cruz, and they didn't deem him as to be a threat. Um, but in this FBI tip, it was made on January fifth, and as I said, she was uh, from Massachusetts, and she she was familiar with Cruz. She had known him, um, but the tip focused around his Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. So he had three Instagram accounts, and he had posted photos of guns and knives. He had posted the uh, how the caller said it a ninja or looking like ISIS um, on his Instagram. There was also a video of him. Um, cutting up a bird that had flown into the the glass windows or the glass uh, door, sliding door. Um, And there's a key part in this that a lot of news sources have picked up. And um, she said, I know he's going to explode. She also described him as being or having the mental capacity of a 12 or 14 year old. Um, And this, there's the transcripts is I think is seven pages long. Mm-hmm. I think the actual like transcript is five. The first two pages are just kind of FBI information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the names have been removed. They've been redacted. Um, 
but it's a pretty long phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of information in there. Yeah. What should have happened is that they forwarded it to their Miami office. They didn't. Um, and then and what's even worse is that there was a second FBI call that actually happened earlier, happened in, I think it was October or September. It was around that time. A bail bondsman had called in to the FBI and said that someone left a comment on his YouTube video that was um, expressing a desire to be a school shooter. And he called into the FBI. The FBI, they couldn't, basically they said they couldn't determine whether or not, because the, the name, the name was Nicholas Cruz. Right. They couldn't determine if that was a real name or a username. Mm-hmm. YouTube did take down the t- comment, but that, the, that tip, the Bales Bondman tip was made earlier. When the second tip came in, they had an analyst look after it. I'm just wondering, like, what else did someone have to do? Like, what, what would it have taken for them to do something about it? Because yeah. it's like everything is so, like, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but, like, that that's that's a lot of stuff. That, like, that's a lot yeah. of, like you said, that's a lot and that, and, of red flags and right. a lot of different, from a lot of different and people. And the Florida governor has asked for the FBI director to step down, but he hasn't. But I, it, it's yeah. it's. It's one of those things, like I was saying, is the the first FBI tip, when that second FBI tip came in, an analyst looked at both of those tips, both of those information, and determined that there it wasn't a threat or it wasn't... Um, what is it a didn't, threat? It, it didn't need to <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. be looked into. What qualifies as a threat at this point? <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's like, it, this isn't the only call, right? Um, in November, right after Thanksgiving, he, he actually called 911 himself. Um, and he said that he was, he had been assaulted, um, in, in the phone call, you can actually hear him being out of breath and he had run into a park and this is after his mom had died and he had moved in with some family friends Mm -hmm. with his brother and the, the person he was staying with their son, I believe was 20 years old, assaulted him, um, allegedly. And he ran out of the house and called 911 and said that he had been assaulted in this phone call. He expressed that he wanted to, you know, how he was traumatic and it was a traumatic event that his mom had died and there, there's this whole big thing. Um, and the person who was actually looking after him had also made a 911 call that said that they were worried that he was going to come back with a gun and hurt the family. Um, there were so many red flags mm-hmm. that were missed and it's just... It's like I, unbelievable. I, I, do, I don't. Like, I don't get how that. It, but the thing. But the thing is, I this, mean, I'm just wondering though. Like, does this stuff go like? Okay, when they don't do anything about it, like the right, first time, right. does this go on record somewhere? Because that's what I'm. Wondering, oh yeah. Like, oh, it it, it does. It goes on record, and so like when you're like the fourth or fifth person, or the, it's the fourth or fifth time it's been reported, and like you're that person, the and you is, see this list, and you're like, okay. Even if we didn't do something about this the first, second, or third time, like if this is obviously a trend that's happening that people are concerned about, like why don't we look into this? Like that's I'm just it's just beyond me. I don't understand and, it. And another thing is that that the um uh the 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 second FBI caller the the woman from Massachusetts she she said that she had called the she says the Park and Parkland Police Department but there's it's not a police department it's a sheriff's department okay. um but she said that she had called the the quote Parkland Police Department and they didn't do anything and that's why she decided to call the FBI and but the thing is it, it that's not even the worst part of this like. Obviously, these are some major signs that should have been caught. They weren't, um, or they were caught by the public. They just weren't executed, you know, by the authorities. But to me, that's not even the worst part. I don't know if you heard, but there was a deputy 
that while the police shooting, or sorry, while the school shooting was going on, he stayed outside. Oh, the resource yeah, officer. I heard of, yeah, it was I the heard resource about officer. His name is, he, uh, he was a deputy from the Broward County uh, mm-hmm. Sheriff's Department. His name is Deputy Scott Peterson. Um, <laughs> the, the shooting lasted for six minutes. He was outside for four. Mm-hmm. He apparently said that he was, um, that wasn't their, the, the company policy to go in without a SWAT team or without a lot of backup. He also said that he was like going with the kids or whatever to protect them or something. I don't even like, I remember like, the, and there, there's, there's the so, there are so many people who said that this is completely wrong. The, the, the sheriff said that that's not a policy that he should have yeah. gone in and he has been suspended and there's a vest, an investigation that's going okay. into him. Um, but there was off-duty police officers that were there. There was one officer who was uh, mending a baseball field. And he, um, as the shooting began, he ran to help. And he actually, because another thing is that the neighboring um, police department or the sheriff's department, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember which, came first. So the, the actual county department wasn't there first. It wasn't on the scene first. And so this, the guy that was helping mend the baseball field, he ran and found one of his friends and they gave him a bulletproof vest and a gun and he went and helped. But before that, he helped someone who had been shot, a kid who had been shot. And um, I think it was this weekend he was going to go and give uh, the backpack back to that kid who, who he helped. He's still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was going to go give that, that backpack back. And mm-hmm. it's just little things like this, like, or the, the um, was well, it the coach who, who shielded right. his kids? This is what is infuriating is that there is someone who... You don't freeze when you're a cop. You're not. Tra- you're you're trained not to freeze. You had yeah. a coach. You had other police officers who didn't freeze. Who didn't. Who weren't even armed. Right. Who went in, and you have a a a, a resource officer. And and the thing is, is like, it's not because resource officers are the you know the bad part of the police or they're not fit or whatever. They are, and they're the, and they are resource officer. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And well, the thing like I just the other thing like. And this is kind of going away from talking about the resource officer, but he was suspended from the school, wasn't he? Nicholas Cruz was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cruz was suspended. He was yeah. suspended. I, I thought he was expelled. He was, or he was expelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I what I mean. Was expelled. He was expelled. And, like, wh- he, why was he expelled? He was expelled because... I, I think it was just, like, obscene behavior well, or yeah, something and like he was that. always... Tr- people talking. he was always troubled mm-hmm. at the school. He was always, like, causing problems. It's like, I just don't... Like, I don't know. It just is beyond me that, like, it... He it ever got past, yeah. How many red flags before? And then, like, you know, somebody... and then even as it's being executed, things continue to like go wrong in this yeah. situation. And like, I don't know if it's just part of like the idea that they just didn't think it was ever going to happen, and mm-hmm. as it was happening, that they were never prepared for it because they never thought it was going to happen. And like, it just, I don't know. Thanks for listening to us. To find more podcasts like this one, please visit eagleviewnews.com. The Egg is published by Eagleview News at Bellbrook High School and is written by myself, Michaela Pittman, and Megan Malice. Katie Bills Tenney is our advisor. We record in the basement at Bell Creek Intermediate. Kyle Miller is our sound guy and mixer. You can find us on Twitter at The Egg, EVN.